Hey, I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast that helps you understand and do chemistry in your everyday life at home sometimes. Sometimes. Once yep. a month, roughly. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, Jim. So I have to own up. Uh-huh. I promised you a dapper's experiment this month. Yes. But instead, I made you do a leaf experiment. Yes, I was very surprised when there were no diapers involved in this diaper experiment. And only toward the very end did I realize that it actually wasn't a diaper experiment. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Diapers are around all year, but fall leaves are only around for a short time period. That's true. Very true. So that's why I changed things up. Mm Mm-hmm. And when Dr. Moon, Dr. Kristen Moon, emailed us about photosynthesis, she had an experiment because she does uh, homeschooling. So she had an experiment in the pages of the book she sent us. And Uh I felt like that would be a good opportunity for us to take advantage of the being on that topic and the weather being at the right time. And I thought it would just be kind of fun. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. So... The experiment we did today is very similar to when we did the at-home experiment with the marker and you dipped it in water and it traveled up. Uh Uh-huh. It's very similar to that. However, in this case, we're looking at the pigments in trees' leaves. Right, right. Okay, so tell me what all you did. It's a little bit more complicated, so I think we're going to have to post these instructions somewhere. Yes, yes. So I got two glasses and lots of leaves. I got probably 10 green leaves and 10 red leaves that I could find. And I got some alcohol, some isopropyl alcohol. And I think that's the main stuff at the beginning at least. And I took the stems off the leaves, cut them all up, put them in respective glasses. So all the green leaf pieces in one glass, all the red leaf pieces in another glass. And then I put a tablespoon of the isopropyl alcohol in each glass and then mashed all the leaves up with a, the butt of a spoon for a while. <laughs> and then I could already tell at that point that some of the color of the leaves was getting into the alcohol. It was mm-hmm. like kind of already happening, especially on the green one. It was started pretty, pretty quickly. And then per instructions, I put some clear wrap over the glasses and put them in a pan and then poured boiling water in the pan so that the bottoms of the glasses were submerged in the, in the hot water, the part that actually had the leaves and alcohol in them. Okay, so let me stop you on that step. So we did that because we were sort of limited for time and that would speed up the process of extracting those pigments out into the isopropyl alcohol. Got it. If you have unlimited time and you want to stretch this out for a while for your kiddos, you can leave it overnight and just periodically mash the leaves and that should do something similar. But be sure to keep it covered so the alcohol doesn't evaporate. But... We did that to heat it up, heat it up to make the extraction happen faster. But 
with kids, that might be hard. It's an extra step of boiling water. It's a lot easier to just mash it up and sit it overnight. So that's an option too. If mm-hmm. you're a busy parent and you don't have time to pour boiling water into something. Yeah. Or yeah. It's also add a little bit of danger to it as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I did that, left it for 30 minutes, came back to it. Definitely looked to me like more color had leaked out of the leaves or whatever into the alcohol mm, yeah. and was pretty apparent quickly that the red leaves had turned the alcohol yellow, not red. So that was interesting. That is interesting. So I filtered all the leaves out as much as I could out of each glass, trying to, um, with a fork is how I did that so that I could try to kind of also press down and make sure as much, much alcohol kind of got out of the leaves as possible so that I wasn't pulling a lot of liquid out. Dumped them in the trash and I put the coffee filter strips I'd cut just to take a regular old um, like drip coffee maker white coffee filter and cut it into rectangles that were taller than the glass. So they could go all the way down. Mm-hmm. Actually had a little extra that they were sticking out of the glass. And I took some Last second realized this would help. I took some paper clips and unfolded them and then draped the uh, coffee filters over that paper clip. Mm-hmm. So it's hanging down into the glass and I fold it just at the right spot so that it wasn't all like sagging into the glass and just the bottom of the filter was submerged in the the liquid of each glass and then covered them back up with the, the plastic wrap and then left them overnight. Okay. And what happened when you came back the next morning? They, they didn't taste nearly as good as I would have expected. <laughs> but no, don't eat anything that you put in this experiment. Yeah. A warning I was, I received at the very beginning is that alcohol is dangerous and do not ingest it at all. Mm-hmm. And wash your hands thoroughly and stuff. So and Lisa wash the glasses thoroughly. I do have that written down to mm-hmm. warn at the end of this episode. So what happened when I came back is that the color of each glass had crawled up the coffee filter, and I don't know if it would have gone further if there was more time or not. But it was about halfway up the filter, and all the color was at the top part, like somehow the bottom part of the coffee filter that was actually closer to the liquid wasn't colored really. Um, and so on the green leave cup, it was a kind of green band with some slight variation in its color, um, about halfway up the coffee filter. And then in the red leaves cup, there was a yellow band with some variation in its color about halfway up the coffee filter. Um, and so I pulled them out and, left them to dry just to see if anything would kind of become a little bit easier to see once it was dry. So what you're seeing in that is the pigments of the leaves were dissolved in the isopropyl alcohol. And then as the isopropyl alcohol moved up the coffee filter, it brought with it pigments that had similar polarity as the isopropyl alcohol. So it could basically Mm -hmm. just bring them along with it. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that different pigments travel at different speeds. 
Okay. So that's why you saw a little bit of a darker color in the green one on the bottom and more light at the top. And then there's uh-huh. a little bit of yellow even on, on the green yeah. on the corners. So different pigments travel at different speeds. And then I think we saw something similar with your yellow one where it was half light yellow and half dark yellow. Yeah. So it's likely that there was multiple types of yellow pigments, different types of beta, or sorry, different types of flavonoids and carotenoids that made up different colors. And that bottom one the yellow was a little darker mm-hmm. could have been even if it was highly concentrated i bet it's beta carotene because it can look kind of yellow if it's dilute and orangey the more concentrated it is it definitely seemed kind of orange i think if you could take that color and put out something else separate from the yellows next to you it would definitely look more orange um yeah than than the other yellow so i think yeah it definitely stood out to me So you're doing a lot of things in this experiment if you're doing it with kids. You are showing them that what makes up the color in leaves can be separated from the leaves. You're showing them that you can separate out some of those pigments. And some I've seen, and we're going to, I think I'm going to try to do another one of these experiments where you can see maybe the colors separate out possibly of the yellows Mm -hmm. and the greens more thoroughly if you can do that, then you're also showing them that even though the leaf is green, there's other stuff in it besides just what makes it green. Right. The big things with kids is to get them involved, to get them feeling comfortable and confident like they can do science, to get them to make up theories or hypotheses about what they think will happen, you know, mm-hmm. ask them questions, and then have them talk about what actually did happen. So. Mm. With your kids, let them cut up the leaves. Let them do the mashing. I mean, gently so they don't break the glass or anything. Let them mash up the leaves. Let them come back and check on the leaves as they sit in the isopropyl alcohol and see if it looks any darker. Have them take a picture right at the beginning and then right at the end and compare. Hmm. And ask them what they think. Say, what do you think is going to happen when we put this on top of the leaves? And then when it turns colors, they'll say, oh, wow, it turned green and you can maybe even pour water on a leaf and show them that it's not going to turn as green as that isopropyl alcohol. Right. And get them to think about why. And then I would maybe, if you can start the paper towel coffee filter at the beginning of the day and let them go back and check on it. But Mm. ask them, what do you think is going to happen when you put this paper towel in there? And why do you think that there's not as much of this color at the bottom as there is at the top and those kinds of questions? And if there is yellow on the green, you can ask them, did you think that this was going to be yellow or just green? And why do you think there's yellow in it? You know, you can talk about all of that stuff. And a lot of times when you can see the yellow, it's a much smaller band and the green Mm -hmm. is much wider. And so you can talk about, Oh, because this is wider here, that there's more of it. So you can't see the yellow as well when it's all mixed up in the leaf. Those are some Uh, things you can do. Nice. Yeah. Now, something that we do in chemistry to manipulate how different molecules move up is it has a lot to do with polarity. We've talked about polarity. This is probably a little over your kid's head unless you have high school age kids. But you can change the polarity of the solution that the is moving up the paper. Mm -hmm. So you might ask them, what do you think would happen if we did this in water? What if we did half water, half rubbing alcohol, and then you have the pure rubbing alcohol? So 
If they're older, you can even get them to make assumptions about that. If they're younger, that might be a little over their head, but even just seeing the colors move, I think would be exciting for those kids. So there's a lot that you can do with this experiment. You can get them to try green leaves. You can get them to try green and red leaves from the same tree. You can get them to try green leaves from a bunch of different trees if it's the summertime and see if they are all the same. Mm. If you don't have any trees nearby you, if you live in a really urban area and it's hard to find, or if you're not listening to this until winter, you can even get spinach leaves from the store and chop them up and use them too. Oh, nice. So there's a lot of different ways you can do this experiment and a lot of different ways to get kids excited and get them interested and get them feeling like they can do science. Mm. I think that's cool. I think I like this one because it is a little bit more complicated so they can feel a little bit more official that they're mm. doing something, especially for those older kids. You know, it's not so simple. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more complicated ones we've done. This one and then the cabbage juice one, I think both had a lot more steps than some of the other ones, which could yeah. definitely be fun for um, for older kids and stuff like that too, for sure. As always, I filmed this while I did it. And even though my results could be pretty different from yours if you add some water to it or whatever um you can always check out the video of us doing it on our instagram and twitter and facebook and so you could do that and and follow along if you want or pause it as you go or whatever yeah this experiment especially is not safe to do without parental supervision so make sure that parents you're present while the kids are working with the rubbing alcohol it's not safe to drink if they get it on their hands, they should wash it off right away and not put it in their mouth or anything. And be sure that you wash all your glassware very thoroughly if you're going to be using it to eat off of later on. Well, thanks for doing this experiment, Jam. And thanks to all you parents out there or supervisors of children who are helping get them excited about science and helping them get into that scientific mindset. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. And we'd also like to give a special thanks to Dr. Moon. Be sure to go check her out at her Instagram at Kristen Moon Science. Again, we took this experiment and did an adaptation from some materials that she sent us and I believe that she created. So thank you so much for that, Dr. Moon. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Clooney and Jane Robinson. And we'd like to give a special thanks to E. Robinson who reviewed this episode.